0: Hey everyone, happy November. I hope everyone had a great October. It flew by for me, I don't know about for you, but boy, did it go so quickly and yet Halloween seemed to last forever. That weekend, whew, I'm exhausted. But I'm so excited to be sharing with you today's episode with Kim Christensen. You probably know her better online as Talk Wordy to Me. She's the co-owner of Promptly Journals, and she is passionate about helping women and people everywhere to journal, to write, to express themselves, especially as a therapeutic resource for kids, for adults with anxiety, depression, ADD, and she has come up with, I mean, I went on the website and could not believe how many specific journals there are for people. You can write notes to your kids. You can have notes to your spouse. You can just prompt, promptly write for yourself, right? And she is just so incredible. Not only that, I love her outlook on motherhood. And we're going to talk all about her business journey and her writing journey, but also how she uses writing as a tool to help her be her best self. And I love that so much. So let's get to my conversation with Kim Christensen. All right. I'm so thrilled to be chatting with Kim Christensen today. Hi, Kim. Hi. So good to be here. It's so good to have you here. Where am I speaking to you from? I am in Utah. Awesome. Awesome. So you've had like very much crazy weather lately. I've seen like the highs of highs of hot and then it's like downpouring. Have you had any flooding or anything like that? Oh, not
1: personally in our area, but definitely, you know, not too far from us. There wow. has been some scary. Um, yeah, it's been crazy. I love rain and I'm glad to see the moisture, especially after such a hot it. We broke records in Utah oh. um, for our heat this year in August. So,
0: yeah, it's it's been crazy, but, you know. I'm here for it. (laughs) Crazy, crazy. Well, I'm so glad that you didn't have any of that crazy flooding that I've been seeing in some basements and whatnot. It's wild. So for people that may not know you yet, Kim, will you just give a little background on yourself and your family?
1: I am a mom of three. My husband and my three kids have lived in Utah for quite a while. Um, I went to school here in Utah. I went to... um, got my associate's at one school and then transferred and did my English degree at another and uh but I I actually spent a lot of my growing up years in Australia where I went to all of high school there and that was an incredible adventure and experience. Wow. Um,
0: what took you over there?
1: Okay, it's kind of funny, but have you ever heard of noni
0: juice? <laughs> it's a Yes, oh. actually I have.
1: Okay, so my stepdad was one of the um, executives at Tahitian Noni Juice and they they said, hey, you want to go move to Australia with your family? And we all were in. So we went and I was there from the time I was 15 through the time I was 18. So it was I would move back in a heartbeat. Honestly, it was so fun.
0: What an opportunity. And you know what? When opportunities like that pop up, so many times the logistics or comfort kind of keeps us feeling safe and not wanting to take that leap. But inevitably, when we just do take the leap, whatever it is, we never regret it, right? Even the hard stuff that comes along with it, I mean, going to high school in a brand new environment where you don't know anybody, that's a really challenging thing you're signing up for voluntarily but then you wouldn't trade the experience and even the challenges because that yields lessons. I could not agree more. It's uh, and I want that
1: experience for my kids too because it was so formative for me. It was just eye-opening to see people in a different culture, a completely different world, different country, um and to kind of be the odd one out, it was hard at times but exciting as well and really just opened my eyes to different ways of life and ways of thinking. And man, it just showed me how big and wide the world is. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to get stuck in our, you know, like you said, in our bubbles and in our routine and in our way of life. But things that take you out of that comfort zone are the ones that you end up growing the most from and cherishing the most. So Yeah. yeah, I actually named my oldest daughter after my close friend, in Australia, who became my first friend over there. So it's kind of a fun connection.
0: That's amazing. And for people that may feel like, gosh, I would love to have an opportunity to live abroad or go do an adventure, but the opportunity is not necessarily presenting itself – There's lots of ways to get outside your comfort zone and expose yourself to different causes and different types of people and different cultures if you just kind of open your eyes and kind of put that out there that that's what you're seeking. And it really can remove you from your bubble even without moving across the world too. Totally.
1: Yeah, of course. That's definitely not accessible to everyone. and. There's so many ways to do that. I mean one way that comes to mind is just reading honestly yes, I totally love reading, and that's a huge part of what I do and share and talk about you know through my my talk wordy to me community where I share my best book re- recommendations that's been a such an amazing way for me and my kids um to explore different places and cultures and worlds and experiences so reading is is one that everyone can access and it can really open up your mind as well. So I had to
0: put a plug in for that. Absolutely. And you can see kind of what's, what creates a spark in you. Because sometimes we don't know if it's not, you know, deliberately put into our lives, like different causes and whatnot. It can kind of stay off our radar. But if you are open to reading diverse types of books and um, different, you know, mindsets and perspectives, you can see, oh, hey, that kind of lights me up. I'm kind of more interested in that. And then seeking that out in real life from there, that's a, that's a great way to, to go about it because so many times things just aren't on our radar until we deliberately seek it out.
1: That's a really good point. And it's so cool in today's world, because if you find an interest, whatever it be, whether it's, you know, Scotland or, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, swimming or weaving, like anything, a myriad of things, writing, there are so many resources today, more than ever at our fingertips to learn and dive deeply into these things, I'm even thinking of I'm planning on getting my master's in creative writing, which I'm so excited for. Good I'm such for a you. school nerd, a learning nerd. <laughs> but I, it most of it is online, most of it is independent, and we can do that because of today's world. And as tragic as COVID has been in so many ways, um, and we've all been affected by that, there's also been some things that have emerged that you know will help us as a country um, and world moving forward. And one of those is just the ability to make things even more accessible to people. Um, you know, like a master's program or or whatever course an online course or whatever you want to do. So yeah, it's, it's just kind of cool that you can dive into just about anything. And especially for moms where, um, we face a lot of challenges, challenges these days that our moms didn't. And my mom often will say, man, I'm so glad I didn't have Facebook when I was a mom. Her thing is Facebook. She yeah, Facebook. Uh-huh. And, you know, or Instagram or whatever. She's like, I'm so glad I didn't have that when I was a mom. I don't know how I would navigate that. But also we do have that and it's tricky to navigate, you know, smartphones for kids and all these things. But it's also pretty cool to be able to feel connected to other moms, you know, through podcasts, for yes. example, and through, you know, online and and to be able to learn at home um, if we choose to stay home with our kids. Like there's just, there's also a lot of opportunities that have opened up for us in addition to some of those challenges.
0: We really live in an incredible time. I feel so grateful, even though it does present unique challenges and things that are really difficult to navigate, whether it be with ourselves or with our children and our families but at the same time, the opportunity we have. And I think we were we were placed at this time. Like, we can do this. We can get through this yeah. time or else we wouldn't have been born at this time is what I believe. So I love that. So you have a sixth grader down to kindergartner. So you, yes. you have, like, arrived. Like, you have made it. You have a few hours. Like, oh, it's just such a good thing. I have a sixth grader down to a kindergartner, and then I decided to have a COVID baby. And so well, I'm kind of starting over, Kim. But it's still – I'm enjoying that time. But having well, – well, my big kids gone is is a big shift from the last little bit, and it's so exciting. So you've worked for a long time. Tell me about Promptly, because that is largely what you are known for now, which is so exciting.
1: Oh, it is, it is exciting. It's cool that I get to do what I love as my profession. It's kind of a dream come true. So it started as Loom Journal. Well, Promptly didn't start as Loom, but I started with Loom Journals right. on Kickstarter with a couple of friends. Um, and we created a parent child journal and then a couple's journal. So these two person journals for, you know, strengthening your connection and relationships with those family members. Um, and then we merged with promptly. I found out there was a local woman who also was a mom who was running a journal company and, and we had a lot in common. And I was like, I need to go to lunch with this girl and meet her and we need to combine forces. And so we talked and went to lunch and hit it off. And then she proposed some months later that we just work together and merge our companies. So about two years ago, we merged. So Loom is now part of Promptly Journals. And yeah, it's it really has been quite an adventure. I never thought I would do anything entrepreneurial, to be honest with you. Really? <laughs> but yeah, when, when my friend called me, though, for Loom Journals and said she had a, a journal idea, I was in from the beginning because I know how powerful journaling can be for mental health. And I wanted to share that gift with more children and more families around the world. So that's why I do what I do.
0: See, I love that so much that you chose to merge instead of just continuing to compete. Because I think, you know, there's obviously lots of different ways to go about starting a business or running a business. But when you can, you know, combine passionate, like-minded people the goodness multiplies. And especially when it's focused on that same same mission. And I can't believe how many journals there are. When I went on the website, Kim, do you know how many journals there are? It's no, so crazy. I actually don't. <laughs> there's, there's so many. Dozens. I think
1: there's got to be like, 15 to 20 different kinds of journals and then we have different like colors within those
0: yes okay and we'll we'll talk more about that but have you always been a journaler like what how did loom even start i had when i was i want to say it was like fifth grade i had a spiral notebook that i would write notes back and forth to my mom with i'm the only girl in my family and um having that journal with my mom and we'd write notes to each other and then leave it on our, you know, each other's beds to respond every few days. And it was just so wonderful and such a great point of connection. And there's something about being able to write down what's going on versus bring up what's going on kind of out of the blue. If you want to bring up something as a kid that just gave me a lot more reassurance and, I don't know. It just worked, worked well. Had you ever, did you have a spiral notebook or anything before like that? I love
1: that you shared that. That's so beautiful. And so cool that like your mom and you had that, had that part of your relationship. It really can do wonders for your relationship and just for yourself. Like you said, to learn how to express yourself safely and openly in that way. So I'm, I love that so much. And, um, yeah, I didn't have a spiral notebook in that way, but I did have a vintage journal that my mom... Well, now it's vintage. <laughs> my mom handed me a journal when I was five years old. This was at a time when my parents, they had divorced a couple years prior, and this was the year my mom remarried. Um, She got remarried. I gained four new step-siblings and a stepdad, and I was a middle child, and I have always had big emotions and felt things deeply and sensitively. And so she gives me this journal and says, here you go, you know, as a five-year-old during this transitional difficult time for me, um, here's a place for you to be open and write down all your thoughts and feelings and, and she would sit there with me before I could write as fast as I wanted to. Mm. And she would ask me questions, you know, about school, about my family, about my wishes and dreams. And she would write down my answers for me until, you know, I soon caught up and was able to write just by myself. But what a gift it was from her to give me that space to express myself, um, the ups and the downs, and for her to be there as a witness for that um, it's really a gift that has stayed with me my entire life, and it's just so therapeutic. So I'm so glad that, yeah. she, that she gave me that journal. That's how my journey with journaling began.
0: And that is so beautiful that she would write for you. What mm-hmm. a special, special thing. And to take the time out to do that, because that's, that's time-consuming. You'd be kind of like, all right, let's 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 go, you know, in my mind, like, okay, let's let's move things along or whatever.
1: Yeah. Well, but, especially wow. when she had 10 kids to care for no you know,
0: kidding. Yeah. But obviously yeah. she saw the value in that as you grew to see the value in that. And even then, probably before you even knew that you were using it for therapeutic purposes, yeah. right? Yeah. Writing does serve such a powerful, serve as such a powerful tool to just get those thoughts out, flesh it out. Because if if you're like me, my thoughts, unless I get it out either verbally or on paper, they just continue to ruminate and I know I'm not alone and they just spin and spin and spin until there's they find some place to land. Hey everyone, I wanted to jump in real quick to thank a show sponsor, and that is Human. Human with two ends. They want to introduce you to a new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart chews. They're tasty, they give you energy, and they're good for you. If you're in the stage of life like I am, where you're kind of burning the candle at both ends a lot of times, you're feeling the exhaustion, you're feeling the fatigue, you are going to caffeine, right, in order to do a pick-me-up, but then you often crash. And so, Human is totally amazing because their Super Beats heart chews are unique, clinically researched using grape seed extract to promote heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure as part of a healthy lifestyle. These Super Beats chews are so delicious, and so adding them as part of your health routine is not a hard choice, and they've made me feel so much better, they taste great, and it's just one more thing that I can do to support my very tired self lately. So if you're in need of a little bit more energy, like I do, and you want to take care of your heart health, join over 1 million customers, get free shipping and returns, a 90-day money-back guarantee. And right now, you can get a free 30-day supply with your first purchase at superbeats.com slash EEP. Superbeats.com slash EEP. Let's get back to it with Kim. What did that do for you, either in that time or... What has journaling done for you as you have used it for those types of purposes? Yeah, great question. So a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people
1: say, oh, I'm not a journaler or, you know, and I love to say, well, let me just convert you because you don't have to be a writer. You don't have to have journaled your whole life. You don't have to be anything. You just have to be you in order to gain the benefits of journaling. And it's not just about posterity. A lot of people think, oh, journaling is documenting your entire life. And it can be. That's just one of 100 ways to journal. Mm-hmm. And that's just one of 100 benefits to journaling. For me, especially right now where I am in life, I use journaling. Yeah, there's some documenting that naturally happens along the way. But it's more just a mental health and mindfulness practice for me. Um, and it's I've done a lot of journaling research, which I love to do and I love to know the stats um and journaling lowers your heart rate within minutes of writing really it decreases stress yes yeah these are legitimate statistics about journaling um it eases symptoms of anxiety depression and ADD and it helps you be more present and more patient it slows your emotional reactions which I'm like okay it like creates that space between a trigger and a hard thing and then your reaction it because it allows you to stop and slow down. And especially I'm talking, especially about pen to paper, you can definitely journal on a computer and that you still get benefits for sure. If that works for you. Sometimes I do a little of both, but that, especially that pen to paper writing, it, it quiets the monkey mind, which you're talking about like those spiraling thoughts Mm -hmm. that helps that slow down and calm down because of the action of writing with your hand and occupying that side of your brain. And it allows, um, so yeah, it occupies the left side of your brain so that the right side of your brain can intuit and feel and, and be able to have perspective. And that what I'm, I'm paraphrasing some research from Maude Purcell, who is a journaling expert and psychotherapist. Mm. Um, But yeah, she does a lot of research on that on what it does for your brain. And that's just one of the things that does it lets you slow down that monkey mind and those spiraling thoughts step back and gain some perspective. And just like you said, it's, it's just a powerful way to, to stop yourself from going down those shame spirals and just these stories we build in our head to really get more clear on what's going on. Um, So it's, it really is such a powerful tool that anyone can benefit from
0: right I had no idea about any of that research like I know that it does feel good and it does feel like cleansing but it makes so much sense that there would be a reason behind that those feelings that that come up that is so powerful and so for you do you set a certain time of day when you journal or do you literally when things come up during the day go back to to that as a tool for decompressing for creating that space what does that look like for you
1: yeah, it's a little bit of both. So I part of my morning routine, if I'm feeling it, I'll journal. Um, it's just whatever I have time and space for that day and what I need. But I'll, I'll journal about three times a week, and usually I do it in the morning um, just to keep a consistent routine there. But um, I also go to it when I'm not feeling my best and when I need to feel grounded. So when I when people are starting to get into a journaling routine, I do recommend as a first tip for them to pick a time and day that they'll do it every week. Mm. And I'm just like, you know what, even once a week is great, start there. So like Sunday at breakfast, that's when I, when I was getting my kids into a journaling routine, that's what we did. I would get all the journals out Sunday at breakfast because it's a slower day for us. And so I would put them out by their plates and a pen and open up to a page. The prompts make it so easy um, to do. And sometimes I would even write the, I would just write a question and they would answer in that journal. And so I'd open it there and then it just became routine. So then it, you don't have to think about it anymore. It's already tied to something you're going to do. You're going to eat breakfast on Sunday. Right. So that's what I recommend for, for starting and sticking to it so that you can consistently experience it because then once you have that consistent routine, um, then you will naturally kind of go to it when you need it in addition to that once a week. You know, you might say, oh, you know, your mind might automatically think, I'm not feeling great. I, I have some thoughts jumbling around in my mind. I'm going to go pull out my journal and, and write through some of those because you've experienced the way it can help you. So
0: yeah. that's what I recommend. That is so fabulous. And so you have a kindergartner who obviously is just in the developmental stages of writing. So what does that look like for that child on a Sunday morning? Great question. That child is just drawing her
1: little heart out. Okay. There's no writing happening yet. Mm-hmm. For my... It, for, you know, some of my other kids, they were writing by then, but not for her. She's almost six and it's great. She's where she, she needs to be. So she's drawing. I will say, Hey, draw five things that make you happy. I'll give her drawing prompts. Okay. And some of our journals have those drawing prompts so she can participate in those. But yeah, well, while I'm having the other kids write, she's drawing. And oh. it's, it's still like when I, I'm a writer, you know, by profession, I've been in the industry for about 15 years. But for me, it started with drawing as a little kid. It's still working the same mental muscles. Drawing is a precursor to writing. It's a precursor to letter formation. So academically, and it's a precursor to that self-expression. It's not just a precursor it is that self-expression. So, so yeah, drawing is
0: journaling as well. Right. And just the habit of it to already have that habit built in from the time you are six years old. What a gift that is so tremendous. And I think perhaps what might stop people from journaling is having, you know, a brand new journal. It's kind of like starting a brand new book. I find it really hard to start a new book and really dedicate myself to learning a new plot and a new setting and getting engaged with the characters. Like sometimes it just feels too hard to start. And so having a blank notebook, you know, even though I know I want to do it, sometimes I feel like I just don't know what to do. And so that's what I think is so beautiful about the journals that you've created is you have blank options, obviously, or sometimes you create the prop, like you said, for your children, but you also have these questions that can elicit a starting place and then you can take it wherever you want. Talk to me about, about that. Yes. Yes. So I love asking questions,
1: coming up with prompts. It's so fun for me. And I think that's just inherent in my personality, but I've always loved conversation, you know, good, deep conversation. And I always, (laughs) you know, in the car, there was this game I would play with my college roommate. What are you thinking right now? I just wanted to know what was on their mind, you know, and I would play that with my husband as well. And sometimes it would fall flat. But you know, I just love asking questions. And I come from a journalism background. And so I would interview a lot of different people from different walks of life. And so I learned how to ask good questions. And now using that in the form of journal prompts, and envisioning people all around the world, you know, asking these questions to themselves and to each other is really beautiful to me and exciting to me. So, so that's, you know, kind of my love for those prompts, but it really is about, um, you know, the right questions can help open up conversations with your kids. And um sometimes it's hard to get those, you know, if I'm just like, how was school today? Right. <laughs> my daughter, especially my one who's almost in middle school, it's harder to get genuine, open answers from her. But like you said before, sometimes when you're writing, a lot more will come out and it feels like a safer place to be expressive for some people. And uh, yeah, and those prompts, the right questions can really help them open up. So I think it's really powerful when you're trying to connect with someone else, but also for self-reflection and inner work, just to to ask those good questions, um, to be able to understand better who you are, what you want your life to look and feel like, mm-hmm. and and that's where these prompts come in, that I'm really thoughtful about each one, um, and which ones we put in which journals so that you can get the most out of that journaling experience.
0: Hey everyone, I wanted to jump in another time to thank a show sponsor, and that is Mama Zen. Motherhood not for the faint of heart, right? And as moms, our emotional and mental well-being sometimes gets neglected for a long time. And it comes out in our parenting. It comes out in our the way that we identify as a mom, as a woman. It affects our marriages. And that is why it is so important to address the common burdens of motherhood like burnout, anxiety, irritability, impatience, you name it. And Mama Zen is so amazing this is an app that was created to solve these very root issues that parents everywhere are experiencing. They offer mind power sessions, which focus on a certain attribute like patience or anger or anxiety. They have short emergency sessions you can listen to, they have mind power sessions that are a little bit longer at 12 to 18 minutes. And whenever I feel like I need a little time out myself as a mom, when I need to take a little time away to kind of refocus, recenter, and recommit to being the mom I want to be, I pop on this app, Mama Zen, and I pick one of these power sessions. And you guys, it has been an absolute game changer for me. I've talked before about how I struggle with postpartum anxiety. And so creating this habit of being able to turn to Mama Zen when I'm feeling that spinning feeling right can you identify choosing to listen to a mind power session on anxiety instead of just letting that spin out of control yes there's there's help there's so much help out there and i want you to not feel alone either so i want you to try mama zen and see for yourself how much better you can feel as a mom go to your app store or google play and download mama zen today that's M-A-M-A-Z-E N. And right now you can use promo code EEP. That code will unlock your free trial so you can try Mom's Zen for yourself. Listen, take care of yourself so you can take care of the little ones that you love. Now let's finish up with Kim. I'm so passionate about questions too. Obviously, I have a podcast, and that, you know, really started from wanting to be better about asking questions. I always really was kind of envious of people that could talk to anybody about anything and ask great questions. Because people love talking about themselves. It's so easy. It's so easy to make friends because if you just realize that you don't have to carry the weight and you, if you know how to ask questions and get them talking, they're going to feel very fond towards you because you let them just talk about themselves. It's, it's great. It's awesome. Um, but it, it's, it can be, challenging for some people, but it is a practice that you can develop into. And obviously I'm very passionate about, you know, asking questions verbally, but I think writing those down is also really, really fantastic. So kind of going into journal privacy, what's the line there between how you use journals for like private reflection? Do you throw away journal, certain journals? What's the privacy line for your kids writing? How do, how does that work?
1: Yeah, good question. That's a really great one. So as far as I'll answer the kids first because that's easiest. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> With kids, I mean, I think it's really important to respect their space. So I'm not ever going to read my child's journal and I make that clear with them. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes they want to share what they've written with me. Like my little boy, part of his wind down routine at night is to write in his journal. Honestly, it helps him sleep. It helps him like feel less anxiety about the next day, especially during the school year. So he'll write in it and he's like, mom, and he's so anxious to read it to me. Mm -hmm. So that's how, you know, he shares when he wants to. But other than that, I make it clear that it's their own space and I won't come into it unless they invite me in. So that's how we do it with the kids. Um, But I do encourage them to write anything. Mm -hmm. I say, you can write mad, mean things. Like you can write all of your feelings, all of your feelings are safe here. Mm. Um, And, and no one will read it unless you want them to. So that's how I navigate it with kids. For me, it's kind of the same thing. And, and this is a personal thing. So I don't want to say there's one right way to do it, but I will, for some context, I will say my mom kept a journal um, throughout her entire life. And she, has some hard things. She lost, um, her first son, my brother, when he was five years old to leukemia. Mm. And she wrote through that. She, during that same time went through a really difficult divorce with my father. And she wrote through that. She wrote about being a young mom. She wrote about the ups and downs and she turned it into a book, which, um, I know that your listeners can't see, but I have to show you this little book that that she created. And it's, it's full of her experiences, her honest, raw experiences. Me reading that book, she was my age when she went through that. So I'm not just hearing my mom say when I was 37, she actually was. And I'm hearing her voice, reading her, her voice and experiences during that time. That, for me, just connects me to her and gives me compassion for what she went through and, and helps me in my own life and my own trials be able to have some perspective. If she had filtered that and just made it, well, today, Johnny did this, and I really do have a brother named Johnny, but, like, <laughs> you know, it, it would have been different. And mm-hmm. it would have been its own kind of valuable, but, but the fact that she didn't filter and she was raw and she allowed us into that space later when we were adults and able to handle those yeah. you know situations, it's priceless, oh. so I would not shy away personally from being really raw and open about your experiences and keeping those journals close to you until it's time or if it's time for someone else to read them. But I wouldn't worry about oh, who's going to read this because honestly, <laughs> I just think there's power and vulnerability and authenticity and. I feel like it will it will help more than harm for people to hear your honest experiences. Obviously mm-hmm. if you're doing some really angry writing and it's something really private you always have the liberty to write and then throw away. And I've done that for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've, I just usually do that in like loose pages and I'm like, I don't want to keep this. It was about the process for me. It wasn't about, you know, holding on to those words. That's when I throw away or shed or bird or whatever, you know? Right. So it's just using your judgment for what, for what you want to do there. But I, I always err on the side of being vulnerable.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That is so beautiful. And I think you're right. It's there is a time and place for sharing some of those things and so 20 years ago it would not have served you the same way and she probably wouldn't have been ready to share those tender tender experiences and now is a time for you to receive them and so she's given you permission for that right and so i think that permission piece whether it's with our kids with ourself with our family members knowing that it's a private journal until you decide to make it otherwise i think is really really important um i want to share with you too my husband's mother passed away when he was 14 and she had about 18 months between the time she got her terminal cancer diagnosis to when she passed and she spent those 18 months writing and she wrote a personal history she with the help of her dear friends who helped pen oh just made me teary thinking of your mom writing for you Her friends wrote for her when she was too weak and she would dictate and they would write and she wrote her full personal history. She wrote letters to her kids that were to be given to them on certain milestones in their lives. Um, And we just treasure her voice through those words on paper. And she also made a few audio recordings, um, which, which was neat as well. So, you know, having both of those in conjunction. It's just such time well spent and I often reflect as a mom not only do I want to show up well for my kids and show them how awesome I am (laughs) but I also want to show them when mom's having a hard time this is how she gets through it I'm not immune to challenges I'm not I'm not gonna do things perfectly but this is how a person asks for forgiveness when I mess up this is how I process an unexpected diagnosis or a loss or a divorce, or fill in your own blank, but the way that we help our kids to see this person that they oftentimes idolize become quite human, that makes it all the better that makes it all the better for them, and such a better teaching moment than just showing up perfectly and kind of whitewash like what you were talking about, like you didn't want that that filtered version of those experiences. You wanted the raw version, and even in her darkest moments where it's like she may have really been struggling and not known how to get out on the other side yet. Knowing that she did. Wow. What admiration you developed for her. I'm sure. Oh
1: yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's really, it's really a powerful thing. Um, And I'm just grateful that she gave me that gift of writing and knowing that I was, I have a voice and it's important and I can use it and it's safe for me to express it. That alone Is such a gift that our children need today. And, and especially with all the voices coming at us, journaling helps you slow down and quiet all those external voices that come to you, whether you choose it or not, honestly, like it's just there. Um, It allows you to slow down and quiet those voices and really tune into what you believe and what you think. And and that is one of the biggest, most crucial parts about about journaling to me is really just getting in touch with that intuition and your own inner voice.
0: Mm. Love that so much. So going back to one of your most original journals, the, the parent-child journal, when do you think is a good time to start that? And how, if a parent has never had their child journal before, especially going back and forth, when do you do that? How do you broach that? How do you make it not feel like a to-do for them? Yeah. How do you make it enjoyable?
1: Okay, great question. So I'm partial to starting kids journaling when they're five because of my personal experience, right? Mm-hmm. And because it was such a formative time for me, um, I I would say you can start as early as five, And that's where the dictation comes in, right? They probably can't write a full sentence. I mean, maybe they can, but mine couldn't. And so um, that's where you are involved more. So yes, you can start at five. And I think developing that love for journaling and self-expression at that age is wonderful. And there are parts, particularly in the loom journal. I mean, I'm, I'm all about like, grab just a notebook if you want to. I'm passionate about journaling and I want to experience it however they can access it Mm -hmm. so whether it's a notebook or it is a loom journal you can work with a child who's five to do drawing prompts like i said Mm -hmm. or dictation and you're working with them asking and asking questions and writing down their answers Mm -hmm. so that's how i've done it Um, but at, at the same time it's never too late to start if your child is 12 and you've never journaled a day in your life or they never have in theirs it doesn't matter There's zero guilt to be felt around journaling. Like there's no purpose in that, Mm -hmm. in that guilt. So let that go and just start where you are and do it how you want to do it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I will say like with the parent child journal, my daughter, it really hit home with her when she, when she was about nine, 10, that's like the magical age for back and forth journaling. So, so that's when it was magical for my kids. Uh, but with that said, it can be anywhere from five years old up to 20 or any age. I have a sister who writes in the journal who's she's in her twenties and she writes in it with my parents. And so they make it work, you know, but I think it's easiest if they're in the same home, that back and forth journaling, of course. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would say five and up five to 15, I would say would be the sweet spot for the parent child journal in particular. And to answer your question, not to make it a chore. Um, so, so the, point of this journal and and not only this particular journal but just parent child connection journaling in general in whatever journal you do it in it's to deepen that connection so when you look at it less of a journaling habit and journaling goal and more of a connection goal mm. it feels like less of a chore because we're always looking for ways to connect with our kids, right? You're going to ask, how was school today? You're going to feel like, I wanna connect with her, I wanna take her on a date or just have some one-on-one time at home with her. That's what the the journal does, is it's your connection piece. It's genuine one-on-one connection made easy because we, we put these prompts in there, we give it to you, it's enjoyable. For me, it's hard for me to get down on the floor and play dollhouse. For longer than a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> for, with this, with this journal where it's handed to me and it's like fun activities and prompts in it, it's like it's just hand quality time handed to me. And so it's it's nice in that way, and it feels like it's making what could feel like a chore easier because of that. So
0: hopefully yeah. that helps a little bit. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is so wonderful. And I think so many times kids do want to express themselves, but there's that discomfort in knowing how and when to do it or feeling judged. And so by giving them an opportunity and a place to say like, hey, you have permission to write what you want here and and express it to me. And I'm not going to have to, you're not going to have to say it, you know, looking directly into my eyes. I'll just respond on paper. Like it's so much less threatening for those, you know, as they get older and it, and it feels, you know, harder. So yeah. Okay. We need to wrap up.
1: Oh. Sorry. I didn't you're know good. it would make the sound. No, you're good. You're good.
0: No, we can, we can wrap up. Perfect. Okay. Um, love this so much. So where can people find you, all the journals, all the things I'm just so excited about this. Me too, and we could talk for hours. This is so yes. fun, and you,
1: I feel like we're like-minded in yes. those, you know, being intentional parents and loving words and questions, so this has been really fun. Yeah, um, I would, I would say you can find me in two places, so Promptly Journals um, on Instagram and our website is where all our journals and educating on the journals and sneak peeks of the journals are, and then also at Talk Wordy to Me, where I share a lot of book recommendations for the whole family, and that's a fun place to connect
0: with other moms as well. So I hope we can connect. So good. I love this so much. Well, Kim, I always ask my guests one final question and it's this, what would you tell your pre motherhood self?
1: That is such a good question. I would say to be gentle with yourself and you are the best mom for your kids. I think it, it can be easy to get lost in comparison and I wish I would have done that or I'm not good at this, but motherhood is just as much about your kids and how they're turning out as it is about you growing yes. as a person, just to leave a lot of space and grace for yourself through that process. You're not doing it wrong. The mistakes are show that you're doing it right. Yes. <laughs> so just keep holding that space for yourself
0: i love that kim thank you so much this has been such a pleasure and i hope everyone will check out all the options at promptly so amazing congratulations on what you've created this is really special
1: thank you so much jessica it's been fun to talk with you you too
0: i had the best time talking with kim and i know that you are inspired and can you think of any better christmas gift to give somebody that you love Last year, I actually gave my husband the marriage journal and it's something we write back and forth in and it has been so fantastic for connection and someday I hope my kids look back in it and think, wow, mom and dad really loved each other. It's so cool. And then I'm looking forward to getting my kids the parent-child journals and getting them in the habit of also writing as a therapeutic practice love this so, so much. So everything's linked at extraordinarymomspodcast.com. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at Jessica jessicadalkwas3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, everybody. And we will see you next week for another episode with another extraordinary mom. Bye.